Hello, this is Dale Tippett, and welcome to the Chaplain's Message Podcast, an ongoing discussion of applied Christianity, making it relevant, and meeting you where you are. You know, this morning's reading James chapter 3, and it was actually from verses 1 to 12. In context, James was the brother of Jesus. He became the head of the church in Jerusalem. And about the same time that he wrote this letter, the Apostle Paul wrote a letter. He wrote it to, the, it's, it's called, to, you know, the Galatians, you know, to the churches in Galatia. And so he wrote, they, they were both pretty much on the same page. They, the, 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 geez, the church had started, it had been functioning, and it had grown, and there were things that were surfacing that needed to be addressed. James wrote his letter. Paul wrote a letter. I don't know if, if what kind of correspondence they could have possibly had together. But in any event, James addresses this point. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. If we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships. Though they are so large that it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. It continues, How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species, but no one can tame the tongue a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. Look at what that says real quickly. It says here, no one who makes mistakes in speaking is perfect. How many times every single day we get a clarification on they didn't mean what they said. It was out of context or it was said in, you know, under duress or whatever it might be. But We spend like all of our time on media. I mean, that's not what they meant to say or we misinterpreted or whatever. But how about the ripple effects of a bad thing brought out by speaking? They have terrible uh, uh, consequences in a lot of cases. People lose their jobs. Feelings are hurt. I I don't have to elaborate on that. It's, It's obvious. So we're supposed to be careful of what we say. James, however, is addressing... The teachers who are guiding people, and we hold our leaders in our nation accountable for this as well, 
uh, not everybody should be a teacher because they can't control their tongue. They're not paying attention to what they say. And what if they lead someone astray and uh, that person suffers injury because of the, the way the, the leader misspoke? It happens all the time. It happens. So uh, we're supposed to go ahead and be more careful about what we say, how we say it, and so forth. I mean, when we look at our gospel for today as well, uh, Jesus brought up the same thing with a different story behind it. Jesus, uh, Mark's gospel, chapter 8, verses 27 to 38, he says, Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, who do the people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, others Elijah, uh, and, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. So Jesus is even addressing this issue back there. Don't say anything about what I'm showing you or telling you at this time because it's not the right time for this news to break. And we hear about this again. This stuff is so relevant. All this is, is, is reading the Bible is like reading, you're watching TV or watching the evening news or reading the newspapers. It's the same issues where you've got people competing for the wrong reasons to take advantage of someone else or some other perceived opportunity that they can go ahead and uh, realize immediate gain from. And it's it's the wrong time because it ends up hurting more people than it helps. And but even Jesus said it's not the right time. This is you know things will come uh, to the surface uh, when my Father in Heaven wants them to uh, to be. And this is said many different times. There was another place in the Bible where uh, Jesus had healed uh, some people, and again, yeah, you know, he he brings it up about you know don't be telling people what I've been doing here and and so forth. But the people just. Uh, run on, run on out and telling everybody what's been going on. So it it it, it causes um, a controversy. But um, the point is is that you know when we take a look at James again and the situation of uh, what what he he's trying to to address with going ahead and, and saying how great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire. The words that we speak are so important. Uh, and they can, I'll tell you, but you know, they're powerful in a good way too. We need to communicate with one another in business and life, family, you name it. The number one issue that I usually run into where people are having uh, some sort of conflict, the core is in poor communication. Either somebody said something that they didn't mean and then they didn't know how to go ahead and, and correct it, or uh, some other way was communicated or lack of communication that, that, that caused causes a problem. I mean, you know, when I was in, in sales, uh, I was working for a corporation, and uh, I, I couldn't stand this job. It was very difficult. It was, uh, we were the front line. Everything that we did, there was four of us uh, in a very small room, and it was like a half a billion dollar company. They, did, they were working 24-7. Uh, it was a very successful firm, but you had a very small customer service or account management group. And so we lived there. We were, and this stuff was on our minds all the time. And so we had all these issues to deal with because to the customers, we represented the company. And to the company, we represented the customers. So, matter, so no, no matter what we did, we were in hot water with somebody. The customer was either upset with us because we weren't delivering what they wanted when they wanted it. The uh, 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 
firm was upset with us because operations had to do something they didn't want to do because we were coming back to tell them the customer is like shut down they need these parts you're going to have to change over this job and put in another one so we were a bad guy uh, there so no matter what you do uh, it was it was a rough situation uh, to be to to be in so with that you know you you're 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 stuck between a rock and a hard place the best way to handle that I found was number one totally embrace your relationship with what it is that you're working on the only way to overcome the 24 7 you couldn't do it in, in five day a week you know schedule I'm gonna be there at 8 to 5 or whatever you had to figure you're gonna be there all the time mentally learn your job internalize it get into this relationship and with these voices over the phone that were that were very adversarial in nature it's like a silver bullet is when you go ahead and you go meet these people in person who is that voice on the other side of the telephone and you get to go ahead and and you might have their they might be in a very difficult situation because we made promises that we couldn't fulfill and they're feeling feeling the brunt for it because their operation is shut down or they had to couldn't had to send people home from work or whatever it might be because the pipeline was you know broken you know so when you go there and you talk to people face to face it's 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 really the way to do it to enhance the communication uh, uh, process and I'll tell you what a lot of problems just go away a lot of problems they just go away because people can sound very mean short uh, bad-tempered or rude over the phone and they're completely opposite that when you go ahead and you meet them in person and so um, uh, and it cuts both ways. Sometimes you think, you know, that this person's very nice, and you go there and they throw you under a bus, you know. So you say, say, here, you come here, come here. I want to show you what's what's going on here. Look at look at look at this. Blah 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 blah. But there's nothing uh, more powerful than good communication. And James knew this. Uh, that's why he wrote the letter. He said, you know, and whatever the issues were. I mean, they're all parts of that uh, works of the flesh. They all pertain, all of this stuff, all of this communication of Paul and the church and Peter and the church and all this stuff, it's all, it pertains to the works of the flesh. Somebody's gossiping, somebody's sleeping around, somebody's fighting with somebody, somebody's abusing something somewhere, somehow. And that's why they you know keep pushing it was written in Romans chapter 14 verse 17 you know uh, have peace and joy in the Holy Spirit you know just connect with him and that's what the kingdom of God is all about so um, it's very important Proverbs it's not in our, in our it's not in our uh, readings uh, for today but it's it's the very first thing that I underlined in my Bible I was watching TV one Sunday morning and uh, this pastor came on and he was talking about watching the words we use because they have an impact on our lives and he brought this up he says look for proverbs 18 verse 21 death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit and uh I, he says underline it underline it that was the very first thing i ever underlined in a bible and i was i i, I was in my 30s i was just watching tv and i had my a bible and my kids were going to sunday school they they had um 
the, the pastor had said, you know what, we're going to order some new pew, pew Bibles if you want to go ahead where there's a new edition that's come out, new revised standard version, and we'll order more if you want to order one for 10 bucks, and, you know, we'll have one here for you. And I said, yeah, fine, I'll order one. So I ended up, that was like I, I the first Bible I had had in many, many years. I had one from when I was in the service, but I, I uh, uh, never touched it. So first thing I underlined was Proverbs 18.21. And lo and behold, that proverb is so, so powerful. Life and Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. And that goes right into what was, uh, what was being said uh, by James in, uh, in his letter. Again, he says in verse 1, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect. And we're far from being perfect. Even the best orators, they, they, they mess up. When you got a microphone in your hand and you're speaking and something just comes out wrong, uh, it is a it is a real issue, but it has to be communicated because it's it's very scary to get up and speak in public. So then, when you have a message of substance that's going to go ahead and impact people's lives, you you want to make sure it's right and it's biblical. James was dealing with this already, and so uh, like I said, all the problems they had in the early church are all the same problems we have now. Nothing has changed. Technology has come around, but. Human nature hasn't changed a bit. So um, be careful what we say. And just like what Jesus says, to, he's grabbing um, Peter and them. He says, he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone. He says, zip it. I'm going to tell you guys, but keep your mouth shut. So even then, they talk, we see that in the news and TV all the, night, all the time. Well, there was a leak. There was an anonymous leak. Or this one said this, that one this. And it's it's always been a problem. It's always been a problem. So uh, James's letter is profound, and uh, we have to go ahead and uh, heed that very good advice. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you found it meaningful. If you'd like to have me speak at your event, you can find me at DaleTippett.com. The link is in the show notes.